0: Hi, I'm Mackenzie. I have autism, but this podcast isn't really about
1: that exactly. And I'm Andrea. I'm friends with Mackenzie. What our podcast is about is conversations and connections. It's
0: about how we are the same and how we are different.
1: For each episode, Mackenzie and I interview a different guest. Some of our guests experience intellectual and developmental disabilities, also known as IDD and some don't we talk about friendship family adulthood and when it comes up disability
0: our podcast is called everybody in because we are so interested in everybody so let's get get started
1: hey everybody i'm andrea moore one of your hosts for everybody in a podcast conceived and produced by the wayfaring band and of course as always i have the one the only the fabulous mackenzie what's up everybody I'm Mackenzie Nicol,
0: and I am Andrea's co-host. Thanks for joining us.
1: Yes, thanks for tuning in. We have an awesome show. We're super excited. Who is our guest, Mackenzie? Our guest is Jareth. Yes, Jareth Charles, our good friend. We are super excited to talk with him. Um, Before we get started with Jareth, though, Matt, can you tell us, tell our listeners a little bit about our format today?
0: All right, today, um, Andrea is the one that's going to lead the discussion, um with Jared and I am just her
1: backup. That's it. So, I'm going to ask Jared all the things, many, many questions. Um we're going to see what kind of an interesting person he is. Uh I just met him this year and I was blown away by what a deep, talented, creative individual Jared is and there is just so much to share. There so Mackenzie, if I'm missing something, obviously just jump in, help me clarify, we'll keep it going. What do you e, think? Let's go. All right, let's get it started. Welcome, Jared.
2: Hello, everybody.
1: We're super excited that you're here, man.
2: Yeah, I'm excited to be here, too.
1: Cool. Um, So before we get started with the formal questions, can you maybe just share a little bit about yourself, maybe, you know, your name, your age, and then anything else you think people should know just to start?
2: Okay. Um. My name is Jareth J. Charles, that's what I like to go by, like, fully, but you can just call me Jareth. Uh, I just turned 24 last month, and, um, I've never really done a podcast before, so this is all very foreign to me, but it's, um, I mean, it's a little what I expected, I mean, I knew there'd be recordings and microphones and headsets, but I never knew it would be in a very small room with <laughs> almost no sound.
1: Man, I feel you. I was the same way. It's true. The first way. time, Mackenzie, that you came to be interviewed on season one, she walked in here. You know, Mackenzie's tall, too. You're like, what, six one? Yeah, she's nodding at me. She walked in here and, you know, I mean, you didn't have to duck, but it's still like, oh, it's like maybe five feet by six feet. It's not that uh, not that wide. So. It's not. Yeah, that's good. you man. It's It's going to do great, though. But it's nice. It's intimate. We're all together. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He looks dubious. (laughs) Um, Well, Jared, thanks for being here. And, Mackenzie, aren't you 24? I am 24. Mm, It's a 24 year old party in here. It's also, um, I think it was recently my 16th annual. 24th birthday (laughs) 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 isn't that too weird so that's great we all have that in common i'm excited okay Um, all right so jareth first question we always ask all of our guests the same first question this was Mackenzie's idea (laughs) so you know forgive me for it coming out of a mouth that's a little older than both of y'all but uh the first question jareth is what's lit what's lit yeah what's lit right now in your life in life in general like What's popping? What, oh. what are you getting into?
2: Um, I um recently met with some people from Rocky Mountain Human Services who's supposed to help me, like, proceed in life and sort of get out of my current living condition. Mm. How'd it go? It was a. It was great. Good. We, I learned a lot.
1: Nice. So Rocky Mountain Human Services is the Denver-based Community cer- uh, Center Board, the CCB for Denver County. Um. And so they help folks with intellectual and developmental disabilities become more independent, get services, access funding, uh, activities maybe. So what kind of stuff were they talking with you about? You said living situation?
2: Well, they talked about a lot of stuff. It was actually a little much because they were kind of throwing everything at me, trying to get me to understand everything. It was sort of overwhelming for me. Yeah. But I got most of the gist of it.
1: Okay. Okay. Did you have somebody there to help you out, or were you doing that on your no, own? No, I did. I had
2: um, I had Chris, um, Rebecca, and um, Kitty. They're um, P-, P. They're um. Hold on, let me see if I remember. Oh, Chris is the administrator at Axis Gallery, which is the um, place I work besides the other place. I'll get to later. Okay. Um, I think her full name is Rebecca Petty. That's a weird last name, but she <laughs> is a mentor there and i also I'm also friends with her, and I don't remember her last name, but miss Kitty she was a a job coach for the star program, nice. but we stayed t- in touch and she seems to care a lot about me and so we all kind of gathered and discussed what what I needed to do. They kind of did some standard procedures just to see if i was if I was like hearing voices in my head or had problems okay. getting up or needed help. Going to the bathroom stuff like that, but can I,
1: I ask you about that real quick? So it, it sounds like you did what's called an eligibility meeting. Is that maybe what yeah. that was called? Okay, so they because you've never had services with them before, so they were just getting you started, and they wanted to figure out what kind of stuff do you need in general. Well, I wouldn't Is call right? it the Not quite. first time. And okay, I mean I, maybe a checkup, f-
2: sort of. I mean okay. the well, the first few times was a little different because I was younger and gotcha. there was um first time and, as an adult maybe yeah first okay. time as adult
1: nice so with adult services yeah they have to check in on different stuff so you went through all that procedural stuff just to kind of figure out what you needed and yeah and so with uh, Miss Kitty and Rebecca and Chris there to help you out did you feel like when it got overwhelming was it okay did you guys manage it together
2: yeah we managed it
1: great that is lit Getting a little bit of support from some friends and some coworkers and just people who love you and care about you in your life and maybe getting a new living situation out of the bargain, that could be good. Yeah. So you're feeling optimistic? Cautious
2: um, <laughs> optimism.
1: Cautious optimism. Yeah. Okay, that's smart. That's smart. All right, right on. Okay, question two. Jareth, if yeah? you could be an animal other than a human being... What animal would you be, and why?
2: I could be an anteater
1: eater. Oh, <laughs> it's always good when somebody throws out something I haven't ever heard before. Tell me more.
2: Well, I did a little research on ant eaters, and they um, all they do is eat ants. That's just basically all they do. That they is
1: just... great, and that sounds good to you.
2: I mean, it's, it's simple.
1: That's true. Yeah. What's attractive? About it, the simplicity of that to you. Well, Why does that sound good to you?
2: First of all, the the the. Hold on. <clears throat> a little nervous.
1: That's You're okay. Good. We can shake it out. Yeah, no worries. All right. So take all the time you want.
2: So the anteater, the way it looks, it just seems like it should be like more of like a. How can I put this? More of a, like, oh man, it's hard to describe, but. Mm.
1: Like it has a, maybe like a different, that it would do different things other than what it does do? Yeah. Okay, because its body is different. Yeah. The snout and everything.
2: It's like a badger lion.
1: Uh, It is like a badger lion. I mean, definitely there's a lot of badger there. The lion, all right. Well, I mean
2: by its size. Yeah. Because it seems like it's big. big. Yeah. Or a bear. Okay. Bear, badger.
1: A bear Ooh. badger. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to run into that? <laughs> Kenzie, she not. looks scared. <laughs> <It's> like, <"Ooh."
2: laughs> but the thing is, it's not really threatening towards, like, people. I mean, it could be if people tried to hurt it because of the yeah. l- massive claws, but it doesn't seem to want to do anything <laughs> with people. It just wants to eat ants.
1: Well, right on. Mm. Uh, Jared, if if you would, one of the things I want to move into, you know, We do talk on this show. This show's not about disability, but we do talk about disability sometimes because we're trying, I think, we'd like for more people out there in the world to understand that when we say disability, we're not just talking about one thing, right? We're talking about really all of us. I mean, to some degree, it's a spectrum, right? There's all kinds of differences. There's all different ways that we're alike and all different ways that we're different. Everything's a spectrum. Totally. So... If you are willing, I'd love to, since the folks who are listening don't know you, would you be willing to share a little bit about maybe about your disability and how you identify with that?
2: Well, I'll try, but yeah. the thing about it is I don't really know what I have. Okay. Because um, doctors have apparently been trying to figure that out for years. First, I said I had Asperger's, and then I said I have ADHD then along the lines they said I had autism Mm -hmm. and uh, recently my great aunt who I call Tia well we all call Tia Mm -hmm. me and my family anyways well she told me that um, my grandpa had um, bipolar disorder and there's like a high chance I could have bipolar disorder
1: that's interesting Jareth and I think um, it sounds like when you say it that way that there's just maybe a mixture of stuff that is impacting your experience in life. Does that feel true?
2: Yeah, I kind of made up my own word for it.
1: Okay, what's your own word for it?
2: I call it retardation disorder.
1: Okay, and does that word, does that does that phrase feel like the right fit for you?
2: Well, it did, but um, I'm not really, I'm trying to be a little more, like, serious. Well, not serious. What's the word? I'm... Um, Trying to figure out the word. You know how... Like not
1: sarcastic maybe? No.
2: What's the term? Okay. So you know how some people just swear as they talk? Yeah. When they could just say, I don't like that guy. Yeah. I'm trying to...
1: Not swear so much. Well,
2: I'm trying to figure out what exactly I have so I don't have to keep saying retardation disorder because some people don't like the R word now. Right. Even though there are thousands of people that say the N word since Mm -hmm. people, you know, I kind of don't like the whole R word thing says, the end, but that's a whole discussion another time.
1: Hmm. We could have that discussion right now. I mean, if you're willing, cause that's, I guess to me, that's part of what this is for is just to be like, what do you think? I think what you just said is really interesting that like a lot of people don't like the R word. And then there's a lot of people who don't like the N word. And yet there are a lot of people who use it. Um, language changes a lot. So do tell us more about what you think about that?
2: Mackenzie is okay. If I can,
1: yeah,
2: that's fine. Okay, cool. I just wanted to be sure because I don't want to...
0: Oh,
1: no, you're good. Okay. Well, and and maybe just that's good. That's always I won't good say to the, ask.
2: I won't say the word. Great. I'll just okay. say the N-word. Th-
1: you're just wondering if it's okay to talk about that topic? Yeah. Okay, Because I don't cool. want to... You're good. That's yeah. good. All
2: right, cool. I like that. <sighs> All right. So when people say don't use the R-word, we're trying to stop using the R-word. But I wonder how many people actually know what the R-word actually means. Okay. 'cause why I looked it up a while ago and I heard I read that it means slow. Just another word for slow. Right. Which mm-hmm. is what people use to describe, you know, people with a mental learning disability. Mm-hmm. They're s- slow to learning. Mhm. And then I think about it and then I realize, wait a minute, wasn't there like a argument about whether or not people should use the N word anymore since it's literally a racist slur? Mhm. So It just got me to wonder, if they're so uppity about the R-word, why aren't they so uppity about the N-word, which has done a lot more— well, I'm not trying to make a thing about racial injustice and mental— but it's just the N-word seems to have more of an impact on society than the R-word has.
1: Okay, so let me ask you this another way and see if I understand. So the N-word you're saying has more of an impact on society— and also doesn't have a literal meaning, right? Like like you're saying that the R word has a literal meaning that is not necessarily offensive by itself. Yeah. Whereas the N word does not. The yeah. N word is only derogatory. Yeah. Okay. And that when you're talking about people using the N word, do you mean like in music? And just like kind of when people call each other the N word just like as friends?
2: Well, I think if they're just using it as friends, then it's fine. Because they seem to be comfortable with it. Okay. I don't know. Well, I have a few ideas why they're comfortable with it. They're just using that to empowerment rather than deride.
1: Interesting. And then, so when you're talking about pe- not thinking more people should stop using it, you mean in a negative way. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then with the R word, tell me more about that. So do you feel like, I heard you say, so the literal meaning of retardation is to slow. Yeah. Right? Is slowing down. Um. But... When you hear the way people use it, like when somebody uses the R word to say it at someone, does it feel different than just saying slow?
2: Well, I think people just think it's another word for dumb Hmm. because I've heard other people call other people retarded. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, I think they just use it as like an insult because they're mad at the person.
1: Mm. And not really trying to talk about how they think. No. They're just pissed. Yeah. Have you ever been called the R-Word?
2: A few times. How did it feel? Well, like like most kids are, they get really riled up when they're called certain names. So, yeah, I guess I was a little offended, but I didn't really understand my mental disability at the time, so I didn't really know.
1: I mean, yeah, being called a name, it almost doesn't matter. Yeah, Not like all names are the same because they're not. There no. are definitely worse things to call people, of course. <laughs> yeah. But... I know for me, at least I can feel the tone. It It's like a word. If a word is said to me in a negative way, it does. It almost doesn't matter what the word is, because if somebody is trying to be mean to me, I can feel that impact. It hurts um, regardless. And so then if the word hurts on top of the tone, if both of those things are mean, uh, that can really suck. Yeah. Mackenzie, what do you think about the R word? What are your I revi- don't
0: like it at all. So I don't like really use it. Um, I mean, some people, I guess it's just, like, a different type of way. I don't know. Maybe that's how they feel. But um, I do not like that word at all. makes me mad.
1: So what would you say, both of you or either of you, to the people out there who are like, I don't mean that. I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. It's just how I talk. It's just, like, how I talk to my buddies. I'm not trying to hurt anybody. You know, that's not what I meant. You know, what would you say to that?
2: Look up the word and um, understand what it actually means before you go around saying it.
1: And, and so do you think that they should stop saying it? No, that-
2: I just mean they should just have a little more of an idea of what they're saying. And okay. What so it wake might- up a yeah. little bit. Okay, Mac- I'm not trying to tell people oh, yeah. how to think. I don't think I can. And I don't have the time to.
1: That's for sure. <laughs> That's a good point. I wish I, I wish I realized more of what you just said for myself. Like I think I would be a little bit more serene if I just remembered the fundamental truth of what you just said, which is that we do not have time and it is not our job to tell people how to think. That being said, I still want to know what y'all think. So Mac, what do you, what do you think? What would you tell people who defend their use of the R word?
0: I mean, he kind of said it right. on look it up. Um, even though you think it's okay, it's not okay because you're still hurting someone's feelings. Yeah. Um, Just think before you say it, I guess. Yeah. Like, I know people joke, ab- like, like, oh, that's so, you know, our mm-hmm. word. Like, joking around, but it's still hurtful. It still m- has a meaning to yeah. to it.
1: Yeah, and I I mean, I'll say for myself, what I don't like about it is that... Well, you said Jareth, that I think people sometimes use that word when they're wanting to call someone dumb, mm-hmm. and that to me is it's offensive. The idea that to cut someone down, you would make a joke about how somebody's brain works. Um, that that's not a cool. That's not okay for me to make jokes about or to like try and hurt someone's feelings w- with that. Um, but also, like to people who are always like, "Oh, you know, it's not what I meant. I just grew up that way." I'm like, "Yeah, well." change it's time to, change. <laughs> it's time to ch- you know what I mean I'm like when to me I guess my rule about stuff like th- is like this like if a real human being is standing in front of me who is actually hurt or wounded by my language then I, g- I have an opportunity to change and if my only desire to not change is that I don't want to change and that like oh but theoretically it shouldn't hurt you because that's not what I meant then I'm like I don't know fighting theory with a real human is s- silly to me so turning kind of pivoting back Jareth to disability Okay. if you had to explain in your own words what the inside of your mind is like what, is, what does it feel like to you forgetting about doctors and diagnoses what, oh. do you, what does it feel like to be you
2: <sighs> well I haven't really given this a lot of thought but if you insist um, I don't like it I don't like the person I am, and I don't like the person that I've turned into, and I definitely don't like the thoughts in my head. Okay. I just don't like me.
1: Okay. Let's break down a little bit. When you say you don't like me, meaning you, um, how much of that is your personality, and how much of it is maybe how your mind works?
2: Um, I think what happened was when I was growing up at school, I was picked on a lot. Okay. And um, it eventually got to a point where my life just felt like it wasn't getting any better, and it was just wrong. And so I started to just put myself down and hate myself, and that made all the bullying stop, and I just didn't really stop doing that because I kept finding different reasons why I'm just this terrible person. Who it's, hasn't really accomplished anything with his life.
1: It's interesting when you talk about it like that, though, because the way you just described it, it sounds like a coping mechanism, right? Does that feel... Because like, when you just described it, you said you realized that if you were putting yourself down... Well,
2: I forgot why I was doing it, and then I thought about it for a while, and then I remembered.
1: Do you think that that's true, what you just said, that like part of why you did it was to kind of do it before other kids could do it to you. So it's interesting because I mean, that's how habits get made, right? Like I think you're right. I think I actually, some of the ways that I put myself down, see, it's interesting because a lot of the stuff you say out loud, Jareth, I think not all the time, but I have thoughts in my head, dark thoughts in my head sometimes that I just don't always say out loud one of the things I actually really like about you is that you are very self-aware and you're really able to articulate what you've been thinking um, in a way that it's kind of like takes my breath away sometimes because I'm like, wow, like I'm not used to hearing people say stuff like that out loud, but I actually don't think your thoughts or feelings are that different from a lot of people. Mackenzie, you're shaking your head. No, will you, can you share what, what you're thinking about there? I mean, you're just
0: so outspoken. You don't have, I mean, because I'm, like, super into myself, so, like, I won't say it out loud. I just say it in my head, but, like, I'm proud of you for, like, saying it out -hmm.
1: loud. When you say you're into yourself, you mean, like, introverted kind of? Yeah, like, sometimes
0: I say stuff out loud, but sometimes I just don't say stuff out loud.
1: Yeah, it was interesting. Like, when Jared started talking about that stuff, I was like, I think a lot of people feel this way. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, I just don't know how to talk about it, maybe. But anyway, the reason it was interesting, too, Jareth, is like when you say originally you did it to protect yourself. But now, I mean, do you get bullied on a regular basis now or do you feel like that's mostly in the past?
2: No, it's all in the past.
1: And yet the protection is still there. You know what I mean? It's like when you were little, you had to do that to protect yourself. But now the bullies are gone but that habit of of tearing yourself down is still there.
2: Well, I mean, I did kind of find legitimate reasons to do that
1: to keep doing it. Yeah. Do you ever feel, Jareth, like like anything gets in the way of that? Like do you ever have a moment where you feel better about yourself or you, what let me ask it this way. When do you feel the best about yourself? could be doing a certain activity or at a certain place with certain people could be a time of day yeah i don't know let's dig cuz i mean I, I mean i know you a little bit and i've i've heard we've talked a little bit about some of the stuff so cuz there are moments where you feel better and moments where you feel worse right
2: yeah it's happened
1: yeah so let's let's just dig in just for a second into one of the moments where you feel better What gives you relief?
2: (sighs) Mm, It used to be drawing.
1: Okay. You want to tell us a little bit about what kind of drawing you like to do?
2: Well, I've always been fascinated with cartoons. Like, my whole life, I've always loved cartoons. Like, everything about it just is great. But, um... I tried to draw my own thing for a while, but it just turned out to be stick figures. But then I tried again, doing a little experimentation, but, um, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was, like, better than before. Nice. And then after I, um, learned about anime, like, actual anime, the ones that aren't for kids, mm-hmm. actually, kind of think about it, the Animates that some of us saw when we were younger weren't really meant for kids at all. Like mm. Dragon Ball Z is super violent.
1: Mm. But it was a cartoon, so people just kinda like let yeah, their kids watch. There's it. a
2: stigma that cartoon that animations are just cartoon are just kid stuff. Yeah. When I can name drop maybe a few that would never be a um kid's cartoon.
1: Yeah. Like Berserk. Okay.
2: But we don't want to talk about that.
1: But. Okay. Well, this is an adult podcast, so it's okay if you want to get into some adult content. Well, that's I mean, okay.
2: I don't. Want, I want to keep on track. Okay, okay great. To... So here's something that I kind of learned growing up that being an adult is a lot of work, like more work than fun. And I kind of wanted to create something before I grew up mm. so that I could have it and just do that and maybe not work I mean I kind of I didn't want to work but I knew I had to mm. but so that kind of discouraged me a bit and as I was and as the years went by and I didn't really produce anything worth producing I just kind of fell into this um, anxiety of drawing it takes me uh, it takes me a while to draw now
1: Man, I uh, as an artist, I have to say, I'm like really impacted by what you're saying about uh, producing anything worth producing. Just this question of like what we're making and if it's worth anything, and by do we need to do it by a certain deadline? Like this idea that like oh, by the time I, I'm an adult, I must be finished with all frivolous things. But when I'm a, when I'm a young, I can do this. I can get away with making something just for me. But then there's a point where like suddenly that's supposed to change. Um, to tricky concept listen let's take a break let's reflect (laughs) let's reflect on this let's take a little break um and when we get back we're going to talk a little bit more about art about what we're producing about adulthood and about what it's all for we'll be right back bye the wayfaring band is an adventure where everybody belongs but we're not a rock and roll band are we Mackenzie? No. So what type of band are we? We are a band of travelers. A band of travelers, right. So the Wayfaring Band creates original transformative adventures for adults with and without intellectual and developmental disabilities. But who can travel with the band?
0: Everybody. Oh,
1: that's right. Everybody can. Well, as long as they're a grown-up, right? I mean, our programs are for adults, Sorry, kids. Yeah, sorry, kids. But if you're an adult, everybody, you too can travel with The Wayfaring Band. Adults with developmental disabilities, caregivers, students, teachers, professionals, activists, interested community members, all of you are welcome to join us on tour and experience our culture of inclusion firsthand. Be a part of it. How
0: can they learn more, Mackenzie? Learn more at www.TheWayfaringBand.com
1: let's go all right welcome back welcome back from the break (laughs) let's go mackenzie and i are here with our guest jareth charles um we've been getting in jareth j J. charles thank you you're welcome thank you so much excellent listening skills (laughs) thanks um especially because it's such a like a famous person name jareth j charles Sounds really famous. It sounds super good. Um, okay, so we have been having a really interesting conversation, Jareth, about all kinds of things. Um, in particular, there at the end, we were talking about art. We we're talking about being an adult, <laughs> talking about the pressure to produce. Um, before we kind of dive back into the, 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 the meat and potatoes of that conversation, I want to kind of talk a little bit more about the mechanics of where you practice art. You talked at the very beginning about Access Gallery. I did. Can you share with us a little bit more about Access Gallery?
2: Well, Access Gallery is kind of like the Wayfaring Band, but instead of going places, we kind of stay in
1: one place and we do art. But, yes, exactly. Awesome. And what kind of art? Yeah, tell me more about that. Art.
2: Well, we do pretty much whatever kind of art we want. We can draw, we can paint, we can um do, we're trying to break out of, we're trying
1: to do some clay stuff. Mm-hmm. Just basically anything that's considered art. Okay. And who is somebody teaching you? Are you just doing whatever you want? How does that work?
2: Well, some of us kind of learned on our own and just keep doing it. Like there's this one person named... Um, I don't know if I got you to say your name. Can I say your name? I, I think so, yeah. It's, if
1: it's something positive, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's, go for uh, it. Her name
2: is... um. Oh, I forgot her last name. We'll just call her Nicole because okay. that's what everybody calls her. Yeah. So Nicole draws dragons. Yes. And I paints know Nicole's dragons work and dinosaurs. Or... Yes. And that's just all she does. She just draws and paints dragons and dinosaurs. Yeah. She even sews dragons into the um, felt of the painting canvas.
1: Yeah, I've seen her. She does like this some cool embroidery-style stuff right onto a canvas, right? So it's like she half paints, half embroiders. yeah. I'm really into Yeah, I've seen a lot of Nicole's work. It's really different and cool. Um, and then tell us a little bit. Okay, so my understanding, and then tell me if this is right. So you kind of have your time when you're at Access with the fellow artists and you're all creating together. Yeah. But then you also do like First Friday or Third, third Friday where you open the gallery to the public, right? Mm-hmm. And what's that like?
2: Well, First Fridays are... Our favorite Friday, well, my personal favorite, because people actually show up. Yeah. They come in droves, they do.
1: Because you guys are right on Santa Fe Drive, in the heart of the original art district, in Denver. Okay, cool. So you get quite, I mean, yeah, droves, no joke. You get a lot of people in there. Yeah. And then, do you sell your stuff?
2: Sometimes, but usually I don't try to focus on selling my stuff. Just trying to make myself presentable to the people, showing them the art, what it's about, and why we're doing it.
1: Okay, so you're actually on hand there talking to guests in the gallery. Yeah, it's not that hard. It's funny, though, because actually I bought some of your work before you and I ever met. Um, Can you share with our listeners a little bit about, uh, let's see, your feelings book and then also your famous person collection?
2: All right, so the story about those is that I was um, trying to go forward with my drawing a little bit, and I found all these drawings, old drawings I did of people that were old and I didn't like them. So I redrew them into those. And one of the mentors named Anne, she saw them and she's like, we should make a book out of this. And I was like, no. And then she's like, please. And then I said, okay.
1: (laughs) Ah, the importance of mentoring. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So you and Anne kind of worked together on that concept. And then you drew all these characters.
2: Well, the character... Okay. Yeah, it's just the one character. Oh, this is for the feelings book. Yeah.
1: Okay, you drew the character, yeah. and then what?
2: And then we kind um. Well, first we tried to figure out what exactly we were doing because we didn't know. Mm-hmm. And then I just figured out, why don't I just have the pictures and then look up what they mean and just put them in the book. Mm-hmm. And so I went to Google, and I wrote down every definition of those words, mm-hmm. and I gave them to Anne the next day, I think. And then she turned into the book with the hell of Costco.
1: Hey, cool. <laughs> um, so this book is about Sally, a woman named Sally, a girl named Sally. Yeah, and her feelings. Mm-hmm. And so you've drawn a dozen or more portraits of Sally with facial expressions, like really intense facial expressions. And then you have the word that she's feeling and then the definition of that word. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I bought that book because I read it with my now three year old nephew. But when he was about two and a half, I think is when I bought it or somewhere in that range. And I used to read it and I would say, I, I, you know, he couldn't read the letters, but I would say, how does Sally feel? And he would look at your drawing of Sally's face and then he would say sad. And I'd be like, you know, whatever your word is like devastated or some more Jareth word than just sad. Um, And I'd say, Sally's devastated. And then I'd turn to the next page. How does Sally feel? Happy. And it's like, well, she's ecstatic. And then it was really cool, actually, because it was like a tool to expand his vocabulary. And he would always he would go get it. He knows where it is at my house. He'll go over and get it and pull it off the shelf and say, read the Sally book. Well, that's cool. It's really cool. I love it. I love that book. And then what about your other, I mean, I know you have lots of projects, but just because this is another one I like a yeah. lot. Can you tell us about the famous person one? Well, What's that called?
2: Um, I don't like the title. It's it's ancient people from, uh, or famous people from ancient times to modern times. Uh-huh. But, well, I don't know sure what else to call it because I, really, I didn't really have a plan for that. Okay. Well, nah, I mean, I did, but I didn't really have it
1: planned for that. That exact title. Okay.
2: But um, what happened was, when I was trying to get my footing on what kind of story I wanted to create, I wanted to include some famous people from history, because I learned that Marvel and DC did that, too. The Marvel and DC being comic books, and mm-hmm. some of them have like actual historical figures in their work.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And, I mean, if you look at the Golden Age, you could kind of see who they were picking on the most. Uh-huh. Yeah, but anyways, um I wanted to try to like um so my original idea for a story was to make it sort of like Marvel and DC's universe, like mm-hmm. how massive it is, but um I kind of abandoned that idea after their 75th anniversary. When I kind of realized it took them seventy five years to do that, I was like, <laughs> maybe I should try a little smaller.
1: Okay, yeah, I but mean, I still wanted to big. use the you can always grow. I mean, and get yeah. bigger, right? But I
2: still wanted to use those character, those um, fe- real people.
1: And you did a lot of research for that project because there. I mean, how many people are in the collection?
2: Fifty five.
1: Fifty five portraits of famous people from history, and then interesting facts or quotes about them as well, right? Yes. And so, how did you do all that research? Was that Google?
2: Well, Wikipedia.
1: Yeah, great. Uh, if you're interested in, in seeing some of Jareth's work or buying it, participating, uh, you can go to accessgallery.org, I believe. Um, we'll we'll link it in our liner notes for the show so that you can find Access Gallery and visit them on a first Friday or a, I think a, sometimes a third Friday as well, well you have an opening.
2: Yeah, third Fridays, there is the opening, but um, there's a, not a lot of people that show up.
1: Well, maybe this will help more people show up. Well, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be great. So go on a third th- third Friday. But uh, you can buy you can buy your work directly, right? Helps support yeah. you. Helps support access. Yeah. See Nicole's dragons and mm-hmm. okay, cool. And then some of our other friends, of course, who go there as well. Um,
0: I used to work there. Tell us about that. I know. I just like light bulb. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. how I know Jareth actually and you Brittany. You met- okay, um, you met there. Yeah it was like I think it was like my junior year of high school that we had to do a like uh, internship and um, they like kind of worked with Access Gallery um, for one full summer. It was like a art workshop every week I think and we got to do like photography at one time. We did a whole bunch of different graffiti art. Um, yeah, that was a long time ago.
1: It's cool, though. Like, I don't know. I mean, I know you both. Um, but Mackenzie, knowing you are an artist as well, you're a photographer. Um, and I just think, you know, I'm an artist. I think that creativity, for me, it's been fundamental for getting any level of self-acceptance. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is like, I consider it the cornerstone um, to feeling like I can make sense of the world. Um, And so I'm just such a fan of creative programs of any kind. Uh, And especially, I think, in neurodiverse community, like for people with and without disabilities, however we identify, um, creativity can just be such a cool way to participate in the You know, just to do something different that isn't all about test taking and like blah, 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 where it's like our differences are our literal strengths. Yeah. You know, does it feel like that to you? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um. Well, let me ask you a few other questions. I want to just ask about a few other areas of your life before we wrap up. Um. So I want to just understand a little bit about transportation. That's something that we talk to our guests about from time to time. Everybody gets around differently. How do you get around? Bus. Okay. Any other, any other methods? Light rail. Nice. Okay, so public transportation. And um, a few times a train. Okay. How did you learn how to do that?
2: So back when I was at um, my Nana's house uh-huh. during the um, second time, um, we um, had to learn how to grow up because we were in high school. And so Richie kind of showed me what kind of buses to take to go to South High School.
1: Oh, Richie, your brother, was showing you? Yeah. Cool.
2: And I kind of got it memorized, and then I just kept doing that. And then eventually, when I got out of high school, I, um, well, actually, even when I was in high school, I was taught how to use the bus systems by other teachers. I think Miss um, Funk was also one of those people. Nice. She's a works at the Star program now.
1: Oh, cool. That's your transition program like after high school? Yeah, it was. Nice. Yeah, th- so you're finished with that now. Yeah. Um, but you learned that there.
2: Well, yeah. In
1: part and with your brother. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you've been using the bus and public transportation for a long time. Mhm. And now what about and so are you riding it alone? Yeah. What about when you need to go somewhere new? Like today you had to come to our office to come to the sound booth for the podcast. um, And this is not a normal route for you. How did you learn this route?
2: Uh, I have Google Maps on my phone. Okay. So I just kind of followed that.
1: So you plug in the address of where you want to go and then you map it, but you choose the bus option and it shows you which ones to use? Yeah. Great. Mac, you used to do that, right? Before you drove? Yeah. Nice. Does it work pretty well?
0: I mean, I used to hate it 'cause I always get I always used to get lost, but
1: um yes I did use it. Um I, what does that happen to you, Jared? Do you ever get lost?
2: Um I think Or like go remember. the wrong oh, way or um, something. Yeah, I remember that. Remember that one time in May when I was trying to go to that um event, Yes, the event yeah, yeah, I ended up going the wrong way. And I got super depressed because of it, and I purposely stayed out in there in the rain.
1: <laughs> well, and how did you figure out you were going the wrong way? I oh. just keep getting further and further away on the map?
2: Well, I recognized the place I was going because that's the route I usually go to see my sister. Uh-huh, so after I realized that, I was like, "Oh no, okay. I went the wrong way and then I just sort of went outside for a minute, got wet, and then I um, my dad called. And he wanted to meet up with me, and I was like, "All right, let's go do that because I was okay a little hunk I was hungry, so we went out to eat,
1: and- so it worked out. just a reroute of your day. Yeah, okay, Mac, what would you do if you ever went the wrong way or I mean, what are your options <laughs> in a moment like that?
0: <laughs> um I remember just one time we, you guys had like a fundraiser at this uh, ice cream place, and it yeah. was the Colfax bus. And it's a hot mess on the Colfax bus, okay. but I was t- heading towards children's, and when I like get lost, I get panicked, so I just started kind of losing my stuff. But then I asked the bus driver, and he's like, "Oh, you have to go the other way and I was like, "Oh, okay, and then I did, and then I called you, but usually, like sometimes I'm pretty good, but sometimes when I get lost it's uh, it's a hot mess.
1: It sounds like though for people who because I imagine there might be people listening who are like oh hell no I'm never letting my kid take the bus and I'm like but it sounds I mean, like it's you a really just,
0: good experience it is it, a good, so why like,
1: what's the advantage
0: um because the advantage is um um there they were they were lear- they will learn how to um use transportation and be smarter than you I guess hmm. um or even just have a life separate from yeah. you right yeah. yeah and the downfall is there's some crazy stuff you see on the bus it gets crowded it does okay. get crowded
1: um so you have to be able to stay cool when things yeah. get crowded um there's a but lot. which everybody can practice right yeah not everybody loves that nobody likes um, that but we can practice there's
0: some strange people on the bus so. right
1: because it's a city so it takes yeah, all of us I mean, yeah
0: especially
1: the Koufax <laughs> yeah in the but, heart of, in the heart of the city things yeah. can yeah, yeah but things can get different i
0: guarantee you'll be so proud of your kids or your, your kids who have id knowing that they can kind of be um independent because yeah. that's how i kind of got my independence
1: no doubt too. and also learning all the stuff that you guys just said like How to deal with life if you go the wrong way. How to call somebody, like, either a family member or, like you said, you've both called me before when you went the Mm -hmm. wrong way. I'm here for you, you know. But, like, how to help yourself when things get dicey. That's a good skill. I mean, that's a life Mm -hmm. skill right there. I mean,
0: I feel like everybody should learn how to use transportation. It would be more easier.
1: And real talk. Yeah. Also, we live in a time when it's like, hey, climate change. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I have a car. I need to be upfront and honest about that. Like too. I've got a car that being said, I'm like, yeah, public transportation, like l- ride sharing is cool and it gives us a lot of choices, but cost money, Costs money. It's more cars on the road. I think, you know, bus and uh, light rail, awesome options, a lot more freedom. So well, good on you, Jareth, that you're, that you're using the bus and getting around town. Um, let me ask you this. Can we talk about relationships? Mm, all right, there are many kinds of relationships, okay. Mm. I am curious, so there's friendships, there's family, coworkers, lovers, <laughs> right, all different kinds of stuff, haters. and we all have haters <laughs> well, I guess. I guess. <laughs> There's all kinds of haters. So let me ask you, Jareth, um we talked a little bit about family at the beginning. We also talked about some of your like maybe providers or just other advocates in your life, mentors folks that are part of your programs that you do, um, like the ones who went with you to the the Rocky Mountain me- meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, what other kind of relationships are in your life? What are some important relationships in your life?
2: I really care about my brothers. Okay. Even my younger brother, uh-huh. even though I have a really weird way of showing it, which is not really showing it that much. Yeah. But I feel like I should work on that, or that we should both work on that together because – even though we have different dads, we're still family. And I've never really seen him as a, like a, a half-brother. Mostly because I was raised to call him my brother. And that's what he is. Um, I do love my sister and my little niece. They are two very great... Well, Sherelle is a great person because of what she's... Um, Sherelle. Yeah, she's my sister. Um, she's... Uh, I don't want to talk too much about her past a little bit but basically she had to raise well not on her own but she had some help along the way but she's handling motherhood very well yeah like better than some single moms yeah and i'm saying some because i don't know of all single moms that's a
1: wise distinction to make yeah because we can't speak for everybody but that you think she's handling it well
2: yeah great or she has handled it well yeah, because she's already te- she's already nine years old yeah. and she's.
1: I met your little niece, didn't I? Um, at the fundraiser. Yeah. 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 She's a cutie.
2: Yeah, she is. That's awesome. She makes uncle. me happy.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Hey, that's a good example to the earlier question. Yeah. Right oh. about just like what gives you relief? Yeah. Maybe hanging out with your little niece. Yeah. That's good. That sounds like an uncomplicated thing, right? She's no. just a, a little person who likes you. Yeah. Good. And then your brothers, okay, that's cool. And I like what you said. I mean, to me, family is just, family is, is as family does, right? So it's like chosen family, adoptive family, uh, any kind of mixed family, like whatever. Like whoever is in your family is in your family, period, right? I think we all get to make, I don't know, that's how I feel about it. Um, like blood is not the only thing out there that matters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So that's cool. Okay. So you've got some family members, uh, there in addition to the ones we were already talking about. Um. What about a lover? Relationship? Not interested or interested but not having one? Where do you?
2: I mean, um, I kind of have a weird, um, sexual identity thing i don't know exactly what i'm into
1: okay
2: the internet opens so much but
1: no doubt um, (laughs) no doubt that's so real all of a sudden it's like oh there's options i didn't even know were options out there yeah but um mm,
2: so on the wayfaring band vacation i kind of developed a bit of a crush on one of the people i'm not gonna say who
1: i was gonna say oh careful okay all right um
2: She was older, and I knew I couldn't really start something with her, but it was just... The fact that I actually had genuine feelings for a girl, or I guess a woman, because she was older, Mm -hmm. made me think, maybe I'm more into girls than, like, other people. Okay. So, um... Yeah. 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 I mean, I'm not really in a position to, um, have a relationship like that, but... I mean, but sometimes you have those feelings. I remember when I was younger, and by younger, I mean like, yeah, I guess when I was in middle school. I, I don't know. I guess I've always like had a thing for females. Not a like, not like a. uh, How can I put this? Uh, It's so hard to uh, talking about childhood stuff is hard. Okay, but I always held women in the absolute high regard because Mm -hmm. of my like feelings towards them but Mm -hmm. over time as I grew up and I learned that women aren't these um mythical angels but they're just people like everybody else Mm -hmm. it kind of got like to a point where it's like whatever man and um
1: huh I I wanted to say to you how much I appreciate hearing you use the word woman so much to talk about women And that may seem obvious, but uh, a lot of people use different words to talk about women, like girls or uh, chicks or females or, you know, all these other nouns when women works just fine. (laughs) Uh, And I just want you to know, I think it sounds really nice coming out of your mouth hearing you say women. It's really Well, I think if you're going to talk
2: about girls, it kind of, um, you mean girl girls, like Mm -hmm. below the... um, below 18
1: mm-hmm.
2: when women are everybody over 18. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's cool. You're into women, not girls.
1: Okay. So if anyone's confused about the difference between women and girls, there it is. Jareth has just handed you a description that it should work fine. Um, you know, and Jareth, I think, you know, to the point about orientation, uh, as we discussed, it's my 16th annual 24th birthday and <laughs> I, <laughs> or something thereabouts. Um, you know, but my experience is that orientation is a moving target. And it, it, some people I think can tell you from the day they were six years old, they knew what they liked and they were going after that person. And that was that. And I think for, there are some of us that it's not that simple. Uh, it's not that simple for me. And, um, and I think what's cool about the internet for me is it helps me to not feel alone about parts of my life that don't seem to fit with like my immediate community. So like sometimes I feel the same as the people in my immediate community. And sometimes I don't. And when I don't, what's cool about the internet is it's like, Oh look, I'm part of now a global community and I can find more people like me. Or if I'm not sure what I'm like, I can keep researching. So I think that's cool. Um, Okay. So that's where you are today with it, with all of the relationship question. Um, I want to move on to my final question for you, Jareth. And then you can ask me a question if you want. Um, Okay. My final question for you, sir, is what is your special gift? What is that? Well, it could mean a lot of different things. I like to think of it as like, if you had sort of, if being Jareth was a superpower of itself, like, what do you think that you bring to the world or to your, like to me, to Mackenzie, to the world, to your friends at Access, what do you bring that is uniquely you? What what is your gift?
2: I'm not really sure. I could guess. I could pin it down to two things. Okay. Well, I'm I have an obsession with responsibility, so I'm always on top of things mm-hmm. most of the time.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, I would say you're reliable. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. If you make a promise to do something, you do it. Okay.
2: And um the second thing, which is a little more bold, I feel like I have something to say about the world and that I want to talk about it with people and yeah.
1: Yeah. I think so. Do you have any final message f- messages for the world that we didn't cover that you want to get across while we're on the air?
2: Hmm maybe one thing um this is something i kind of want to say for a while you know the white liberals they're trying to be friendly with black people but they just kind of talk to them like they're totally strangers
1: okay we've got a message for white liberals listen up mm-hmm. this is a podcast so there might be a few listening so this is good okay so for white liberals who are trying to be friendly to people of color
2: well, they try to talk
1: like them, and ah, to try and like imitate how they how yeah. people of color might talk
2: because they think that's just what they know. When okay, I don't when not all black people talk like that. Okay, just instead of doing that, just talk to them like you would anybody else.
1: Got it. So don't don't try and guess how someone else wants you to talk to them. Just talk like you talk. Yeah. Okay. And and this is specifically for white liberals that you're thinking of.
2: Well, I was just thinking, like, in general, maybe that might work. But then again, it's sort of different because okay. everybody's different, I guess.
1: Totally. But I think, it's, I think that's great advice in general, that instead of talking in a certain fake way, because I think that I'm making an assumption about somebody and I want to try and get them to approve of me that i should just talk to everybody the way that i talk to everybody yeah that it's just it's about how i talk to you not about how i think you want me to talk to you yeah okay i think it's a great message um okay well jareth that was the only those were the only questions that i had do you have any questions for me or for Mackenzie?
2: (sighs) (sighs) hmm it's kind of hard but Mm -hmm. i'll try to think of something um how does it feel being 24 for 16 years?
1: <laughs> oh, man. Hey. This is such a good question. Um, well, I just turned. Yeah. And, um, you know, it feels pretty good, actually. It feels pretty good. I mean, let's do the math for folks. Do I, should we do the math for them just in case? So <laughs> I'm forty. I just turned forty.
0: What <laughs> chill. <You laughs>
1: chill. Okay, that's enough. <laughs> you're, like, like, you're younger than my mom. Thank you. No offense to your mom. I mean, listen, ageism <laughs> is real and I you're I don't want to participate. Okay. So but it feels it feels great, actually. Um, it feels really good. And there are plenty of spaces. I feel like it's just very middle middle age normal adulthood I feel old enough to have a little bit of an idea of what I'm doing um I feel like I have a little bit of experience in certain areas and I feel so much younger than I thought I would feel when I was younger and thought about 40 (laughs) you know what I mean when I was 24 thinking about 40 I was like oh Oh, hell no exactly like you right (laughs) um (laughs) but honestly like I feel like to some degree, I feel like I just got my feet under me. Like I, I just, in so many ways, like feel like I just started, uh, in terms of career, in terms of self-acceptance, self-knowledge. I feel like it's just such a lifelong journey. Um, I'm a lifelong learner type person too. Like I always, I just never want to stop learning and never want to stop being curious. And so I just feel excited to be old enough now that I'm not as stressed out about what other people think about me. Um, I'm old enough that people are starting to take me more seriously, you know? Mm. And then I don't know. I feel good. I feel like I was also though, just real talk, like born 50. (laughs) And so (laughs) like, I'm just still kind of like waiting to hit my stride. People who know me well would probably be like, yep. So Mm. it feels good. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Any questions for Mackenzie?
2: Um, what's the arm brace for?
1: Oh, um, I oh, yeah. have, Tell us first oh, what, what why he's asking um, that.
0: Well, I have an arm brace. Um, I don't know. I probably slept on it wrong for a couple of days, and, like, when I bend it, it hurts. Oh. It's so... Um, it just, like, gives me that pressure of... Or, like, relaxes it for How some
2: How long time. are you gonna have it?
0: Um, uh, not that long.
2: I like it good. Yeah. I don't see how you could live with an arm brace for It's
0: the worst. Yeah. I hate it. I was Well in the, you
1: could. I mean people do, right? You know. People live with all kinds of things. Like, well, I'm sure, but, but like, in I was Kenzie's case. I was in a cast athletics
0: for almost three months. What was that like? It was awful, man. My whole leg was like straight and it was a hot mess, man. Going to the bathroom was a hot mess. I <laughs> just like picturing you like hopping up and down and then like <laughs>
1: it's, kicking out your leg. It's the
0: worst, man. So. It's really
1: just like a story about how it is. It's like oh. hard to get used to things that you're not used to. Yeah. Right. I shouldn't be taking that off, but. Yeah. I need I, to I remember wearing a cast and just the itching, and oh. then like taking a, a hanger and shoving oh, you're it. You're not down supposed there. to I do know. that. But what choice do you have when no. it gets out of control? I, mean, I used I to have dreams, like it. fantasies, about like the right type of thing to shove down there. <laughs> like I was like, ooh, like one of those little bottle brushes no. would be perfect <laughs> with lots of little bristles. But yeah, that's bad. No, I know. Don't do that. I'm sorry. These are just ooh, it gets bad. <laughs> my
0: leg, the one that was on my leg did not. Itch that much. That's a relief. But it was a hot mess, man. It was awful. Take yeah.
1: care of your bones, people. Stay out of casts. It's not worth the itch. It's not um, fun. All right. Any other questions?
2: No, I can't think of any right I now.
1: I think this is good. We had a awesome. great conversation. Um, Jareth, thank you so very much for well, coming to do our podcast. We well, are great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank great you. Great job. Uh, listeners, thanks so much for tuning in, and we will catch you next time. Bye. Bye. See ya. Everybody in is sound engineered by Karen Hibner with original music by The Dosage. It is produced by The Wayfaring Band a Denver-based 501c3 nonprofit specializing in life skills and leadership training through travel for adults with and without disabilities. Be sure to rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts.
0: Later, alligator.